Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly For your business paper needs Or Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and Lackawanna County Volunteer Sheriff's Deputy, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jane's chair model. (laughs) (laughs) And with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Close your eyes. Picture a convict. (laughs) What's he wearing? (laughs) Nothing special. Baseball cap on backward, baggy pants. He says something ordinary like, yo, that's shizzle. Okay, now slowly open your eyes again. Who are you picturing? A black man? Wrong. That was a white woman. (laughs) Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, This week I'm very excited. We're doing a voicemail episode. We are. We are. We we used to do the, the mailbag episodes, and then, of course, we threw that onto our Patreon only uh, exclusive yes. list. But we realized we still have all these voicemails coming in and every now and then we're just going to do a voicemail episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you want to join us on Patreon, it's five bucks a month. You can become a Scott's Tot and every question on Patreon gets answered on a bonus episode every month. So you can sign mm-hmm. up for that um, and uh, and you'll get stuff like this every and we, month. That's every where we, you know, we get a lot of the emails. We get messages on, on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. But we still, you know, the voicemails are the bread and butter of our of our listener questions. And so we still want to incorporate those from time to time. Mm-hmm. And we haven't uh, put played a voicemail in a while. And also, to be frank and honest, you know, Sean, you when this comes out, you will have <laughs> just gotten married. And so life's yes. just very busy for everyone right now. That's right. And That's we right. wanted to record this way ahead of time because we're going to take time off for your wedding and all this stuff, which just happened. I'm sure yes. we had a great time. Future it us. It was so much fun. Man, what a great wedding that was. <laughs> uh, I wrote I going to a wedding on the back of my windshield and tied a bunch of full soda and beer cans to the back of the car. <laughs> drove down the road. Going to a wedding. I loved that part. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this was a way of like, hey, we got to do a show this week, and uh, let's let's say let's let's talk to the people, you know? Yeah, Vox let's talk Populi, to the people. I know. am so excited to hear from all y'all. Uh, let's uh, let's get it started, huh? Let's How about, do it. Uh, 
Let's play a voicemail from Grace from California. Hey, guys. It's Grace again from Brea, California. Um, so today I was just burning time on Instagram and came across a picture of someone who had gotten an office tattoo. And when I say this is a huge tattoo, I mean huge. Like, from armpit <laughs> to hip, it was insane. So my question is, if you guys had to get a quote or character tattooed on your body, like required, what would you get and for what reason? Please, have a great day. <laughs> okay. Which ta office tattoo would you guys get? Um, that is a great question. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, Grace. Um, uh, what do you think? Sean, you're, you're tattooed. What do you... What's your first instinct? I, I think I'm the only one inked uh, among us. Yeah. Um, um, so, uh, gosh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, getting a quote would be would be simple, you know, <laughs> a, a little did I stutter or something like that that you can <laughs> like flash at somebody when you're like, <laughs> did I stutter? <laughs> right, right across your chest, just rip your shirt open, <laughs> just across the knuckles. <laughs> yeah. Stutter. I don't think it would fit. No, you do a D I D I and then like S T U T R, like stutter. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right on the knuckles. That's great. Oh, man. Did I stutter? <laughs> um, uh, I. What about any ideas that uh, came to mind for you fellas? Dude, there's. It's, it's if really it's a hard big one, if it's like armpit yeah. to hip, like a huge one. I think I saw that one. I'm trying to find it. Oh, I am. I'm look. So how about this? I just went ahead and looked up office tattoos. There's a lot of prison Mike, like mm -hmm. a lot of traditional uh, uh, tattoos. Of prison if Mike. I did hard time, and Jello. <laughs> if I was doing hard time for a while, I might get a prison Mike tattoo. On. <laughs> that's a good mm -hmm. I think that's the only circumstance I would do that. Uh, there's a lot of beats. Oh. Um, with you know little shrew farms there's a beat that just says false i love that <laughs> that's good i yeah. think i'd want i think i'd if it's if it's gonna be a character it feels like it'd have to be something with michael i don't think i'd do prison mike i think a i think michael in the fat suit like hello everybody like <laughs> yeah that image of him coming in would be the funniest tattoo i could think i could get like a big Big realistic one down my whole side, arms out all the way. Um, <laughs> That's great. Pretty there's, funny. There's just one with the CPR dummy with the knife in its <laughs> chest and the face ripped off. <laughs> I would like one of Michael either in in mid no from the from the Frame Toby episode, yeah, yeah. or even better, one where Michael is truly relieved. Like I'm thinking of when he and Dwight are trying to get a hold of David Wallace and. Uh, <laughs> Dw and Dwight pretends that he's kidnapped David Wallace's child, mm. and then uh, yeah. this is Michael. <laughs> you know, they 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 totally backtrack on it, and then uh, Michael says, "I was never given a name." Just Creed, Creed, yeah, Creed, Creed, like shredding guitar would be a pretty cool tattoo. Oh, that's a good one. Like a, just like his full body, like a little yeah, or just like yeah, you like take that. a shot from like Booze Cruise where he's playing or something in one of the deleted <laughs> scenes, and just like get like. Maybe with the Bluetooth in that we see during the lip sync. Oh, yeah. Just That's that little, like I solo like he does. That'd be pretty cool. I like that. I mean, I, I would like a subtle one that maybe, you know, wasn't 
blatantly the office like just like the uh, i've seen a few of these that are just the building just a line drawing of the building Mm -hmm. i would i I think that's a nice one yeah what about a kis s or excuse me (laughs) kiss what's the best advice i what's the best advice i ever gave you keep it simple stupid do that the vertical like kiss vertically and then it says keep it Mm -hmm. simple stupid or bow body don't be an idiot every time i'm about to do something i think would an idiot do that thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. bow body would be good World's Low best body, boss yeah, like mug mm-hmm. would be classic. Uh, yeah, the smaller simple objects would be just as good um, if you were to get a smaller one. Um, maybe maybe an got... Office Olympics medal somewhere on you, just a yogurt mm-hmm. lid. Mm-hmm. A Dundee. What if you nice. got the verbiage from the Michael Scott Fun Run tee on <laughs> your chest and then on also on your back? <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. Pro am. Wow. That's that. That'd be hardcore for sure. <laughs> Pro am. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's that's a good. That's a great one. That's that would be such commitment. All the whole back in that. I was also thinking context. like the the name and the Dunder Mifflin badge from the warehouse uniforms. Yeah. Mmm. Mad like that. Like that. <laughs> Somebody just got nine million nine hundred eighty-six thousand tattooed on them. Uh, that's pretty. Um, for the goodbye, goodbye, Michael episode, last undies. Mm. Um, oh, here's one. Here's one for Oscar fans. You go both. You go one on each forearm, and it says "Parati, Parati." <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. That's very good. Parati, 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 Oh man, I'm gonna keep thinking about that. Maybe, maybe a uh, maybe a watermelon hurtling towards a trampoline. Oh, that's good. Yeah, smashed <laughs> oh, on a car. Good. Yeah, be pretty good. Uh, um, a nard dog, classic. Oh, a nard dog. Well, that's the real tattoo from the show. Sure. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. one. That's yeah. my nickety uh, name. <laughs> um, nice. I, I guess if if anyone out there has a has a. Uh, an office tattoo that would be awesome if you'd share a, it with us i think a, a stanley just kind of exasperated face would get mm-hmm. a lot of mileage as well anything with a even mm-hmm. a just a pretzel with everything on it and like dripping a little bit a weird kind of messed up <laughs> tattoo would be kind of yeah be kind of cool anyway. uh, i feel good on this chilies tonight that would be a good quote <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one i did see one of like a baby version of kevin with the spilled chili next to him oh oh, boy. that's like a popular yeah. drawing they're like those are on like t-shirts and stuff yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah uh-huh so good how about just a straight princess unicorn tattoo <laughs> <laughs> my horn can pierce the sky my All right, horn great. can pierce the sky <laughs> Um, awesome My question from Grace. Lord. If anyone out there, <laughs> if anyone out there's got an office tattoo or an idea for one, please share it with us. Um, thank you, Grace. Okay, uh, this next message coming to us from Corinne from Texas. Hey guys, this is Corinne. I'm calling from Fort Worth, Texas. So here's my sort of question or topic. Um, I've always felt a little bit uncomfortable with the fact that. When Michael thinks, I think in season three, that he is going to get that job at corporate and he's dating Jan and he goes to interview and that's when Jim and Karen also go and interview for it. He thinks he's going to get that job and he has decided 
that it's happening and he decides that Dwight's going to um, take his manager job and Dwight paints the office black and all that. Michael's totally okay with leaving everyone. He doesn't seem bothered. He seems over it. He doesn't seem like he's going to miss him. There's no emotion, you know, no bad emotion whatsoever. Um, and then, of course, we see the inverse of that when he actually does leave in season seven, and he's just heartbroken to leave these people who he thinks are his family. Um, I've always been bothered by that, just that when the show knows that he's not really going to leave, he it just really doesn't seem to phase him. And then we see how he really feels about it, and I don't really know why there would be such a difference in those two reactions. Um, so love to get you guys' thoughts. Um, enjoy the podcast. Keep it up. And thanks. Thank you, Corinne. That's a a, a great point. Um, yeah, it, uh, in at the end of season three, we think uh, Michael's gonna or Michael thinks he's gonna leave uh, the Scranton branch and go work at corporate, but he doesn't seem phased at all. And then when he leaves the show in season seven, everyone's uh, heartbroken and they make a big deal about it. I mean, it's a good point that like you know the writers know he's not leaving. Um, I, I mean, I think it's an interesting thing to to notice or to point out. Uh, certainly, we don't see Michael express a lot, except for he, this is the one where he leaves and he plays the uh, the he has the boombox. Na 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 na. Yeah, I guess that's his big exit. <laughs> yeah, his big exit. Uh, I want to thank you for it. <laughs> yeah. it's such an I Andy think... Bernard song to the would sing. You know? <laughs> I think, um, I think there there are two things. I think. In season seven, Michael has grown. In all of season seven, what we see is Michael showing character growth. And I think the reason that he's so truly heartbroken is that he knows that he's really moved on and that Colorado is a lot further away than New York. And he's not going to be really interacting or seeing with these people or interacting with or seeing these people on a regular basis. I think Michael going to New York, he's so swept up in this opportunity, in his relationship with Jan, because he's assuming that both of them will be working together in corporate. And I also imagine that he'll be in Scranton all the time, just as, uh, you know, Jan kind of pops in from time to time and Ryan as well. Michael will just be there. I, I imagine Michael, like, the Michael in his office on his first day at corporate, I imagine, would be calling Scranton Branch, Stanley. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pamela. Pamela. Yeah. Yeah. Pam, it's Michael Scott. How's Drix? Yeah. Like, there's, there would just be, he would, he would be interacting with them so much if he were in corporate. So I think that's Miss probably you. what we've got. Yeah. Miss, Miss you, you so much. So much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's it totally. It's like, he knows he'll be back is probably a lot more than Jan ever did, but, um, mm-hmm. not only would he still be seeing everyone, he'd be a higher ranking and still seeing everyone. So he's, it seems like in that moment, he's just more excited to have a more high ranking job and have a little more status. And he's pretty swept up with that as opposed to, he's like, I'm not saying goodbye to these people. I'll see them less, but it's better for me. I think also near the end like you said, he's moving to Boulder. He's probably not going to see people at all. He's not going to be communicating with them. And by that time, he's presided over a lot more in the office. I think he's got a lot more investment and a lot more capital with the people. Like By that time, he's seen Jim and Pam married. They've had a kid. Uh, he's yep. seen his family of children grow up and marry each other. It's every kid's <laughs> dream. You know, this is like... But by the time he actually leaves, it, it is a little more emotional. I think a lot more has just gone on. And by that time in season three, there's just not quite as much of a cachet of things that he's seen happen in the office, too. I think it, may, I think it makes sense that, that, that he'd be coming back 
um, as a as a corporate figure more often. So it's not goodbye forever. I'm this imagining. is really good. This is really good. My heart soars with the eagle's nest. Just imagine Michael as in corporate giving conference rooms meetings with the other branch managers. Let's say one is Dwight, one is Karen. <laughs> right. yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I can only imagine. Um, thank you so much, Corinne. Uh, it's a great, great message from That's Corinne. Uh, I just want a little taste of it. <laughs> Sorry, that made me think of any place to stop. Need more Mullins. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> uh, let's move on to this message from Marissa from Illinois. Hello, my name is Marissa from Good Carbon, Illinois. Um, I it is midnight and I'm making spaghetti sauce and I'm listening to your <laughs> podcast, the most recent one about Kevin. And there was one moment that you did not talk about that is my absolute favorite moment when Daryl is seeing his ex-wife and she comes to the office to see him. Um, Aaron, I don't know where she's at because middle of the night I'm not watching it right now. But Kevin is manning the front desk and he says, "I'm not supposed to speak." For, for the office, there's usually an alien here. Daryl, a girl. <laughs> that is my absolute favorite Kevin moment. And so I figured I would call it. And hey, that's about it. I love your podcast, although there are some things that you don't know. But that's okay. Oh. Um, keep up the good work, and I really appreciate you guys. Bye. Oh, thanks, Marissa. We really appreciate you, too. Yes, there's definitely some things we don't know. <laughs> Even now, I'm thinking to something that I might have said in this episode that is probably wrong. But yep. <laughs> there's one thing that we can we can promise. We will be uh, imperfect. That is for sure. We will be imperfect, and we will try our best. You know, I like but this. I like that she started this voicemail with saying that she's making spaghetti sauce. And in yeah. our very first episode, you're like, Sean, our cold opens are just like, I'm just thinking this is something people listen to while they're doing chores or cooking or laundry. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. some spaghetti. Yeah, maybe spaghetti. <laughs> Kevin, and, damn it. <laughs> and, uh, and that's why this is just conversational. These are friends talking about The Office. So, yeah, yeah. we do mess it up sometimes, but... Yeah, we, tr- trust but, me. We hear about yeah. it every time we do, so don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, worry. don't feel like we yeah. think we're getting hey, away with look, anything. Yeah. Look, let's let's answer the question. I mean, or let's let's speak to the moment. I yeah. think that that is a great moment from Kevin. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do one thing. I mentioned this on another episode, but after doing the Kevin episode, there are so many Kevin moments that keep popping into my head, or that I keep seeing mm-hmm. when I rewatch uh, yeah. that we either didn't talk about Daryl, or that we talked girl. about quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin gets flustered that way. O- Oscar, tell him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love uh, I love those kinds of moments where Kevin gets kind of flustered, and yeah, it all happens so fast, so fast. So fast. fast. Yeah. Why not? How come not? <laughs> Good Valentine's Day. <laughs> I wanted to eat pigs in a blanket in a blanket. <laughs> F- you, game. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I just want to make this announcement so that everyone will like me. And uh, uh, a chow. <laughs> a chow. Uh. Yeah, women be shopping. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, when he gets, uh, he tries to get Daryl and Toby to compete over him for cookie sales. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to be wined and dined at 69. 
Come on, my baby. Come on, money. <laughs> when he kisses Meredith and he's like, mm, so good. Also, man, when... He's being fed broccoli. I think the, a scene... Or a, uh, a, a little bit of the office that I feel like doesn't get talked about much, and at least in you know fan groups, and we haven't talked about it much, is when Packer laces the cupcakes. Oh yeah, I think the episode is the farm. Um, I think in season mm-hmm. nine, but just Andy and Kevin have that night to the to themselves in the office where they're like, <laughs> sitting on the table and like yeah. feeling each other's faces, and <laughs> it's just, right. yeah. it only happens a few times. You get characters. Like just hanging out in the office late, like D'Angelo and Michael do it that one night. You yeah. mentioned Kevin and Andy, and there's I feel like there's one more example. Well, certainly Angela, Holly and, and Michael, and uh, Dwight. Yeah, Holly and Michael. Like I'm a crazy eight. Those You're are crazy. Those yeah. are kind of those, those are just fun little times. They don't happen that much, um, mm-hmm. or when people are inebriated in in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good times. Mama Bear. <laughs> That's another one I like. <laughs> anyway, we do get a lot of people being like, "Oh, you didn't mention this." moment or my favorite moment but we do mm-hmm. we uh we know there's just there's just too many moments that's why we're doing a show so we ha- so we can do 300 episodes so we finally talk about every moment on the office <laughs> eventually <laughs> we will get to all eventually we'll talk about uh, it. yeah only with your help uh guys <laughs> so so uh you know continue to write to us the the parts we miss we don't want to miss anything we need your help so thank you marissa um this next message coming to us from josh in indiana hey this is josh from newcastle indiana i just stumbled across your podcast a few weeks ago and i'm loving it i'm tearing right through it so because i only recently found this i'm not sure if you've addressed this before but my point concerns andy as a character i've always kind of felt that andy as a jerk was a much better and funnier character than Andy as a reformed nice guy. Uh, I understand that for the show and for probably for the actor, Andy as a jerk wasn't sustainable, but I just can't can't help but feel that he was much more entertaining in that way. Where do you guys weigh in on this? Thanks. Keep it up. Uh, thank you, Josh. Uh, I think I mean I think we touched on it a little bit when we did an Andy episode, but like for me personally. Um, it's just important that Andy doesn't have any power or confidence. If he has confidence and power, he's not funny to me. And so in season three, when Andy is kind of a jerk, he is still very funny to me and almost just as funny as after he comes back reformed. But the worst is when you get to season nine and he is actually the manager um, he's he's just not funny um, at that point, even though he is a jerk at that point. What do you guys think? I was going to say, I think he's more of a jerk at the end. I think in the early Andy, I don't really think he's really a jerk. He's just a lot more dumb and thick and just kind of, I don't know what the right word is, but then he's sort of reformed and then he's just sort of, he's harmless for a while and he's, he's still funny. And then I, he becomes more of a jerk as the series goes on. At least certainly in season nine. Season eight, he's trying hard to be liked as a manager for the most part, and it's actually works out. But I I do think he he was a lot funnier when he was a little bit more of a frat guy early on. Um, he brought a, it was sort of a new energy that you th- Ryan almost filled, but not not at all. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I he he was really funny in that way, and it doesn't last that long for sure. 
I mean, I think we talked, I talked about this a little bit in um, our Jim and Karen episode from last week, but when, if Sanford is the sort of microscopic version of the office with Jim and Karen and Andy and Josh, so to speak, and they kind of crash together, they merge. Hmm. It's so funny to have two like antagonizing forces in Dwight and Andy occupying the same space. So, uh, to Josh's point, uh, it, it isn't sustainable. They couldn't like have been together forever in in that in those roles. Uh, but there is something so funny about Andy. There, Andy in this in this uh, run is so brash and so abrasive. Mm-hmm. And I think the difference between him and Dwight is that Dwight they're both annoying. I think there's a, there's a line from John Krasinski. It's either in the Brian Baumgartner podcast or the Andy Green book where they're talking about when they were just like running scenes and Dwight. Or, or Rain Wilson was so annoying with this like beeping noise or something like that that he was doing in a scene that mm-hmm. he just he knew that he was perfect for Dwight or or uh, John Krasinski knew that he was perfect for Dwight. But Dwight is annoying in these seasons, but he doesn't necessarily have the same edge. I think part of the reason Jim feels so comfortable pranking Dwight is because there isn't real a real repercussion outside of Dwight telling on him to Michael. Um, but with Andy in Stanford, immediately Andy kicks the garbage can and Jim backs away completely. There is an edge and uh, this sort of we don't know what what the hell this guy's going to do kind of energy to Andy as manifested in him punching the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to shoot you for real. Yeah, there's there's something really funny about how relentlessly annoying and and uh, like um, when he reels in Jim and like he just re- sorry, I annoyed you with my friendship to Michael. Mm-hmm. There's there's he's really, really relentless in a way that is different. It's, from suff- it's suffocating. Uh, but it's, yeah. it's so <laughs> it is so funny to watch him like try so hard and so blatantly with what he's doing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think like um, there's a definition of comedy out there that's like, you know, a a character who wants something and will stop at absolutely nothing to get it. And we see that in Michael Scott, um, you know, wanting to be uh, liked by everybody, or Mm -hmm. you see it in um, Dwight wanting to become manager or things like that. And you see it in Andy wanting to become the manager's number two when he's, trying to sabotage Dwight. And I would say that he's being a jerk um, in those episodes. Um, And that's very funny. But like in season nine, what his goal is, is to make Nellie feel bad. And that's what he'll stop at nothing to do. So like, he's just being a jerk with the slack line and stuff like that. And um, I think the stakes are just lower for his goal. And therefore it's just not as, as funny to me. So I, yeah, I think it's a good point with Dwight because it seems like when Dwight is a jerk, it's usually to assert his independence or to test out him being his own person. I think even Mm -hmm. even the little moments when he's like fanning Michael's foot in the injury and he's like it slipped and the way he looks, yeah, (laughs) he he just is he just likes to play with what if I do my own thing versus when Andy is a bit of a jerk, he's reverting to like this, his Andy's like schoolyard understanding of being popular means being mean to other people. And mm-hmm. it's not nice. And like, he's, he's mean to people because he's trying to be liked, which is really annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very different from Dwight. So we've mm-hmm. talked about Andy in, in his pre anger management phase, and you guys have touched on Andy in season nine, but we haven't talked about the reformed nice guy, Andy. And, and not that we have to spend a ton of time dwelling into that, but I guess I'm curious which one you think is funnier, frat boy Andy or 
reform nice guy Andy. I mean, there's something so funny to me about like you know Dwight shunning him and him still trying to appeal to Dwight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shun, uh, Um But uh, but yeah, I mean, I kind of like nice guy Andy in in a lot of ways. Uh, I graduated from anger management the same way I graduated from Cornell. On time. On time. On time. <laughs> <laughs> Straight bees, they call me Buzz. Little yeah. Andy is afraid. <laughs> the ba- baby talk Andy. The the pastel <laughs> Easter Andy, we could call him for a while. He is just kind of like Easter. It's like, is this really a holiday? It's just, just the colors. It feels weird. I don't I don't know what to... That's what Michael says. <laughs> yeah. He's not a snappy dresser. Always reminds me of Easter. <laughs> yeah. No, Andy has a lot of... I, they they play Andy's Andy's almost like neutered in so many ways, and they play that for a lot of good comedy uh, for several seasons throughout the middle. And it is funny. I it has its ups and downs, but by the time it peters out into in season seven and eight, um, I feel like they've exhausted a lot of of Andy's humor. And re- I mean, the peak is like yeah, three, four, five for Andy. Season yeah, I mean. Is. What about uh, I mean Andy in uh, Andy in uh, uh, Canada with with Oscar is hilarious um, and that's I'd say yeah. that's a nice guy Andy when he's when he's dating Angela and trying to uh, trying to win her love mm-hmm. um, that's hysterical to me um, Andy how do you even know they're gay are you kidding it's Dandy Dale and Fabi McGee <laughs> how do you like these apples but you I, will thank me when they spank my, me. My, <laughs> My favorite Andy moments are the earlier when he is a little bit more mean or not mean, but just like oblivious when he's doing the, when he's standing with the full splits at the desk or when he's, when he's, when he's calling Jim, he's like, I'm so horny. Like that Andy. Yeah. That Andy is the funniest. That Andy's spectacular. I live to froth. Yeah. Um, Well, thanks Josh. Um, Let's move on to another message from Laura in New Jersey. Hi, this is Laura from New Jersey. I'm just calling to tell you guys how amazing you are. I'm a new mom, and I can't pay attention to anything wholeheartedly. Um, Everything is, you know, half listening. And with you guys, it's the only thing that I've listened to or watched since I had the baby that I actually focus on. Um, Also, (laughs) her favorite show is the office and she prefers oh these episodes with michael scott she cries if he's not there and your theme song is her favorite song so oh, just wanted so to nice. say thanks for all that you do i'm a new fan and since i have started listening to you guys i haven't listened to even the office ladies so um you're topping them in my book keep it going thanks <laughs> oh man thanks so, so much nice. Laura. thank you very much that's yeah, awesome i <laughs> just think I just love that one because I just think that that's so funny that the baby that her kid <laughs> cries when Michael Scott's not there. Babies do love Michael Scott. Daddy's here for you, my widow angels. <laughs> if a baby were president, there'd be no war. Yeah, th- thanks for there'd calling. <laughs> Government. <laughs> Thanks for calling, and Laura. Uh, may I? Could get terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm a baby. <laughs> may I? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> may I? I wonder that oh, moment. I I rewatched the convict as you guessed from the drop at the start of the show, but that uh, and we were talked about the Hannah, the way she holds her baby. That <laughs> Hannah is so nice in that moment uh, when Michael's like, "May I?" She's like, "Sure." 
And then the yeah. the way he does that is so distasteful to Hannah. I just wonder if that is a big reason why everything just went south with the crew yeah. from Stanford. Was that because mo- Hannah's just like okay from that moment uh, on she's just miserable. Mm-hmm. I love when Michael just gets a stage and he just he just will run and just try things out. It happens here when he's just talking. It happens in um, milk. It happens in Niagara. <laughs> When he says, I'm not giving you a speech, just freestanding comedy. Yeah. <laughs> At Phyllis's wedding, when he says, and for the next 40 minutes, I will be your guide. Yeah. Through, yeah. Through, through <laughs> Bob and Phyllis's relationship. And in Dwight's speech, when he's just up there trying stuff out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, w- I imagine that he like watched, rewatched uh, Look Who's Talking uh, over the weekend. And, uh, and this idea just popped into his head as soon as he saw the baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh man, thanks so much, Laura. Uh, let's listen to a voicemail from Morgan from Virginia. Oh, before we do, just another oh, just yeah. shout out to Edwin, you know, for that song, singing and playing our theme oh, yeah, song, of course, man. people's favorite <laughs> yeah, song out there. You know, it's that's it's, Edwin. It's beautiful. We still get messages about how we changed the lyric at one point. I oh saw yeah, one that I saw. Yeah, we <laughs> I saw got a voicemail. Like, they just haven't got. They'll get. They'll, they'll get there. It's a lot of work there, to replace yeah. those, and yeah. I don't care enough to do it. So no, sorry. no, no. Someday, maybe someday. <laughs> what was our next one? <laughs> Morgan. Uh, this is Morgan uh, yes. from Virginia. Hi, this is Morgan from Rhode Virginia. I'm watching Business Ethics when Jim tells the whole office that him and Pam are engaged. And I was wondering, are there any moments for you guys that are completely in character, but you hate, like you find infuriating or just sad? Uh, the moment that for me in this episode that that happens with is when Andy says a little close to my engagement there, Tuna. It bothers me so much because he stole Jim's engagement in the first place. Mm. Wait, no, her voicemail cut out. Hang on. Totally say, thinking of where Kevin drops the chili It's the biggest cringe moment for me in the series, and I know people talk about skipping Scott's tots a lot. I always watch that episode, but Kevin dropping that chili pot is something I always skip. I just cannot stand it. My heart breaks every time I see it. Again, completely (laughs) in character, but I just hate it. So I was wondering if you guys have any moments for you like that. Let me know. would love to hear this on the podcast. I love your podcast so much. Please keep it up, and y'all take care. Bye. Awesome. Thanks, thanks. Morgan. Um. Okay, moments that are in character, but you hate. You can't stand. Um, I got one. Okay. Uh, Jim rejecting Toby's fist bump. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Where is that he, a, that's awful. Is that, your new, is that your new thing now? Come on, Jim. You don't know what a fist bump is? Like, there's, yeah, what the hell? There's, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like that moment per se. It, it, it kind of, in the first couple seasons, Toby gets moments where he's... Uh, he shows just a little bit like he's portrayed differently um, in uh, in try the episode. It's uh, boys and girls, I think, when everyone is about to leave and Toby is, is the last one in the office. And he just like holds his hand up to the camera like Shh, and then he like closes. It's the in, door uh, and yeah, 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 yeah. Not the episode. I uh, yeah. Um, or in uh, just I don't know. Toby Toby is portrayed a little differently in the first two seasons before he becomes the complete punching bag for Michael. And mm-hmm. this is a moment where one of the characters just doesn't give Toby a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I agree. I, that that part I'm always like, ah, um, Jim, um, uh, 
Jim does a talking head where he takes his shirt off and he's like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize this was an office and not a, what is, what is that part? French beach. French beach. Yeah, French yeah. beach. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't like that joke. I don't know. It's just weird. It's weird that he took his shirt off to do the joke. I don't know. I don't it feels know. Like, that one feels a little out of character, I think. There you go. Jim. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this I think this is really in character, but uh, super bugs me is the entire arc with Andy not wanting there to be any drama with Aaron, and he treats Aaron <laughs> like the things he says, and when he kind of gets mad at Aaron, yeah, a couple times, and it's like yeah. so not a big deal, and he's acting like such a little kid, and it's it's yeah. pretty on brand for Andy, but it just really bothers me how he treats Aaron and like everything he does to to pr- not. You know, and then at the, by and then by the end, it's like you love drama, and he's like, "I do." Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, that yeah, that just bugs me. That whole time that he's doing that, just ugh, I mm. hate it. Any other in character moments that are cringe to you? Not that I can think. It's it's a it's a tough uh, balance where they're in character and also frustrating. Frustrating right. moments are often out of character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because like I think of like um, uh, Michael Scott giving. Uh, Oscar, the little thing that he made when he, before he was about to leave, he gives him like a little <laughs> a doll, little doll that he made, and then he thinks it's hilarious that Oscar accepts it. That one always is like, mm, no, not in character though. That's that's what it is about that one that I don't like. So yeah, that's a. T- I'm gonna keep thinking about that one, Morgan. That's a great um, just thing to keep an eye out for. So I know it'll it'll come back. It'll as we as we continue to watch and do episodes. I'll- I have one for you, Sean. Okay. Uh, when Phyllis, I think it's very in character when Phyllis gets so exasperated and calls Jan, or no, calls Bob, uh, 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 David Wallace. I was literally thinking about that one just now too. Like, yeah, yeah. Phyllis, Phyllis fans, fans for, for David, David Wallace. Wallace. The way she, she, and she has every right to do it, and she's totally justified. But there's something. Yeah. Uh, I know that something just bugs weird you. about that. I don't know what it is about that one. I know. It all makes sense. It all makes perfect sense. I just think like it's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is about, about the way that that line is delivered. I, I, it, it doesn't. It smells like popcorn. <laughs> uh, anyways. Oh, thank you so much, Morgan. Let's go to a voicemail from Cedar in Arkansas. Hey guys, this is Cedar Johnson from Benton, Arkansas. And I was calling to say that I was listening to episode 75 talking about Ryan and you completely missed the part where he's trying to get Jim fired because Pam wouldn't go out with him. He has mm-hmm. her design the logo and then he's like, okay, let's go out for dinner. Wear something nice. And she's like, oh, I'm going out with Jim. And Jim just waves from his desk. You guys missed that. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has called that out or not, but that is why he tried to get Jim fired. And Toby also had a thing for Pam all throughout all of the seasons. So even in the wedding episode of Jim and Pam, Toby is like, oh, yeah, maybe they, you know, maybe they're not going to get married because they went and got married mm-hmm. on the boat first. Sorry, it's rambly. Just letting you know. Everybody hates Jim because everybody loves Pam. Love the podcast. <laughs> Bye. It's a good point. Thanks like, so much, Cedar. Everyone in the show hates Jim because they all like Pam. I think that's what she's saying, right? Except for Meredith. Except for Meredith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Meredith um, is the best. But, but yeah, that's a great uh, point. We didn't bring that up. And 
I don't know if like maybe I just don't think about that very often. That that's really the um, the starting point for Ryan's uh, hatred of Jim or uh, or yeah. I personally, I, I would say that I don't think we missed it. It's just I personally never read it that way. And I'm mm. curious to know if maybe that's something that, or how you guys interpreted it. My interpretation was always that Ryan was was frustrated with Jim because Jim went over his head to Wallace, right? And was giving and, and and that Ryan I think resents Jim's close relationship with David Wallace, and uh, and he knows how little, how much time Jim would waste when he when Ryan was a temp. So I always mm-hmm. thought that's kind of where it came from personally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's an interesting thing to think that he wants to get Jim fired because of Pam. I just never thought about it that way. I, and, and certainly and we know that Toby <laughs> has a crush on um, Pam all the way through, but I don't know that it ever manifested in like dislike for Jim per se. Right. He, he, he expresses like frustration at, at them being together or doing, um, I think what, PDA. He's like, maybe all that yeah. time of spending time with Pam and <laughs> yeah. uh, hanging out yeah, with Pam. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but I never took it as them just disliking Jim. But what do you guys think? I think it's one ingredient in a, in a lot of things that make Ryan resentful yeah. of the world around him in a lot of ways. Like Ryan's just very egotistical. And I think Jim challenges Ryan's ego. I think he sees Jim mm-hmm. and maybe Jim's he's taller, he's better looking or whatever. He's uh, probably was a, a pick ahead of Ryan for the job. Maybe Ryan knows that. Like mm-hmm, he knows mm-hmm. that Jim withdrew and, and then he called Ryan afterwards. Um, right. and he says, well, I know how little Jim works and I'm going to, I'm going to sort of, do, he does what insecure men in power do, which is flex their power and, uh, try and mm-hmm. get people they don't like out of their life. And, uh, that was, I just think that's, and I, so, yeah, I, I think, I think you're right here. Um, Cedar that it was. It's, I think it's part of it. I don't think it's the only reason, but I think it, it didn't help. And it's like, oh, certainly you're with you're with Jim. Well, I don't like Jim. Anyways, you're kidding. Yeah, I do love kidding. that all <laughs> that when the characters have very skeptical reaction yeah. to uh, Jim and Pam being together at all. Yeah, that's still going. Yeah. The way yeah. the way Ryan kind of backs away from reception in that moment is so realistic, though. I think BJ Novak does such a good job of like tail between the legs. Yeah. Right there. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, great, great call out, Cedar. Thank you so much. Um, I want to end on this uh, ano- uh, voicemail from an anonymous caller. Oh, yeah. I need paper. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, that was I a whole voicemail. Paper. I need paper. I need paper. I Wait, can it. we? Might need to play that one again. It's so short. Okay, sure. I need paper. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. Thank you so much to whoever did that. Yeah. It was very funny. Uh, and thank you to everyone who, who I, called I, and left a, us messages. It might have been Thaddeus. Sounds like Thaddeus It does kind of sound like Thaddeus. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the Thaddeuses. We have several out there. Um, and thank you to everyone who called in. Um, uh, you guys... Uh, yeah, we really, really appreciate it. Um, please keep the voicemails coming. You can call us, 503-694-9314. Call and leave a message. You can email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. And we're on, on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We're on Twitter, at Michael Scott Pod. We got the website, michaelscottpod.com. And join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Michael Scott. 
become a Scott's Tot, five bucks a month. You get a mailbag episode where we answer all Patreon questions. And, uh, and uh, you know, and it's for a good cause. Um, a, lot, a third of that money is going to go towards uh, um, Thurgood Marshall. Um, uh, what's it called? Thurgood Marshall College. Thurgood, Thurgood, Marshall. Thurgood Marshall College yeah. Fund. College Fund. Thank you. Yeah. And then I think we'll rotate charities uh, each month, I think is what mm-hmm. we've talked mm-hmm. about, or different cadence. But yeah. Yep. Thank you again for, uh, to everyone for listening. We really, truly appreciate it. You're the reason we got into the paper business. Uh, we love you, New York. Give me poppy, give me this up. Yes, sir. If you're all alone, when the pretty birds have flown, honey, I'm still free. Take a chance on me. Gonna do my very best, and that ain't no lie. If you put me to the test, if you let me try, take a chance on me. That's all I ask of you, Angela. Take a chance. Take a chance. On me. Hey, how'd it go? Yeah, what'd you say? I don't know yet. I have to call you back. Oh, you gotta give I'll call you back. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.